the Chance of Gaming Podcast. A very special episode of the Chance of Gaming Podcast. And no... Uh, a special episode. Yeah, I know. And no, Roy is not, like, in a bicycle shop with a strange guy. But still, <laughs> it is a very special episode of uh, Chance of Gaming Podcast. It's episode 95. Van Patten is not guesting here. Yeah. And uh, Shannon is with me, and you can hear Roy there. And there you go. Hello, this is Shannon. Well... I don't know, I'm Roy. I, I must ask you, Adam, what is so special about this episode of Chance of Gaming? Well, um, I'm trying something a little different. Basically, kind of like what I want to do is uh, try us. Be- what happens when we laser focus on a topic? You know, is it good? Is it bad? How is it? You know, so this is not the usual format. We are going to just jump in. And talk about a particular role-playing game system, and just kind of go from there, and we'll just see how it goes. I what Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition? Uh, no, unfortunately not. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, okay. You know, I, I didn't feel like that would be good since they're supposedly coming out with a new edition. I don't know. Anyway, oh, okay. So right. uh, I chose um, Mouse Ritter, and I chose it because I own a bunch of it. I love the idea and like the influences, where it came from, and whatever. I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know Mouse, M-A-U-S, is German for Mouse, M-O-U-S-E. But do you know what... There ri- the, uh, oh, yes, I do know what Ritter is. What is Ritter? But, uh, so it's a knight. Yes. From, uh, like like uh, knight in shining armor. Yep. So I was surprised. I, I had to look that up. Me too. I was very, very surprised. Um and I know when I first hear, like, Mouse Ritter, my first uh, thought goes to the comic book by Art Spielman called Mouse, M-A-U-S. Yep. Are you guys familiar with yep. that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, actually, I actually read it in college. I took a, uh, there was a course offered by a fantastic professor there on um, graphic novels as a, uh, as a modern novel. It was part of an English course. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. We, I mean, we read all kinds of cool stuff. And mm-hmm. 95% of it I had never read before. I think the only... I, dude, I love the fact that in a college class, uh, we spent like two weeks reading and discussing Watchmen. <laughs> I, it it was right. it was amazing just because there was so much stuff I didn't know I didn't miss you know I missed he was like oh yeah if you look on this page notice there's you know there's an arrow pointing at this guy you know because you know he's the bad guy and I was like oh my god I didn't know that whatever anyway so uh, <laughs> Mouse is um, a graphic novel by uh, Art Spielman it was apparently serialized from 1980 to 1991. Needless to say, I never saw it in my local shop. And it was about his uh, interviewing his father about his experiences as a Polish Jew and Holocaust survivor. It's, yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. It's like mice are Jews in it. Um, Nazis are cats. Like the uh, Americans are dogs. French are frogs. And it's just, uh, it's just really, really interesting. It's a really neat uh, telling mm-hmm. of it, and really very a, a way to soften a very uh, heavy subject matter. Yeah, and not soften it by much. No, not no. not at all. I mean, they it is a yeah hard read, but it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it, and uh, of course, it'll be linked in the show notes. The uh, the other thing that Mouse Ritter reminded me of was, are you guys familiar with Mouse Guard? Yes. No. I, I've read one of those. It's uh, David Peterson. Uh, it's it's a whole series. I mean, gosh, there's a whole bunch of them that um, I think I've only read like the first three and, a, and like Legends of the Guard 1 and 2, but there's also like the Weasel War, Baldwin the Brave, um... There was another Legends of the Guard. There is a uh, role-playing game, which is based on, uh, I want to say, uh, Burning Wheel. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, maybe we could talk about that if you guys were, like really dig this, or if we could be all... We're, we're the my, the mouse podcast now. I don't know. Well, if we're, if we're looking at the, uh, at the rule book here, there's the acknowledgments in the front there. And there's a lot of... Um, the author is kind of looking towards 
a bunch of different things. The following are all inspired Mouse Raider's theme. So Brambley Hedge, which I'm not familiar with. It, no, um, it, that's a book series by Jill Barkham. Yeah. There, yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar with that. There's and, of course, Mouse Guard is mentioned there. Yep. So is, uh, well, we'll get to that in a second, but uh, Church Mice is another book series. The Tales is another book series. Uh, the Rescuers. Do you, you guys want, I just remember the Disney movie. And um, that's all I'm so, familiar with. The, well, there's uh, Mice and Mystics. We've, we've uh, interviewed Jerry Hawthorne before. Yep. And um, um, I have uh, bought and sold that, you know, I think twice. I think I currently do not <laughs> own it. But, uh, yeah, it was it was neat to see that. I, I know the well, other. And yeah. uh, I was going to say Beatrix Potter, that's uh, Peter Cottontail. Right. Peter and, Rabbit. Yeah, sorry. Ooh, there's a difference um, between Peter Rabbit and Peter Cottontail? Peter Cottontail hops down the bunny trail, and uh, Peter Rabbit steals food from Carmen McGregor. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was all the same same thing. Okay. You know, one thing that I is, is I think, glaringly missing from here are the Redwall books by Brian Jakes. That, yeah, that's true. That That is very true. I, I'm a little confused as to why that's not acknowledged here. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, that's a very good question. Because uh, I, I thought about Redwall as well. Dadgum, those are really good books. The descriptions of the food they eat is just fascinating to me. It, it's so much that it inspired a Redwall cookbook that you can get. But Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Redwall is a really great series. Uh, another mm-hmm. one I thought of uh, was My- The Mice Templar which was published by um, Image Comics. And, you know, it's kind of uh, similar, uh, except, I mean, just anthropomorphic, you know, mice, but it's kind of in a fantasy world. Whereas um, Mouse Guard actually takes place, I guess, now. And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute, because I know, like, one of the uh, classes you can be has to deal with electricity. And I know uh, a lot of the right. art, artwork in the series, you can see, like, the cats are wearing collars, and, you know, and it's all kind of very modern. The actual... So, well, yeah. I'm thinking about other inspirations that, in my opinion, should be on here, but are not. Um, I'm thinking of um, Stuart Little. Oh, yeah. And uh, The Secrets of Nim. Oh man! Meth- okay, and that was a dark ass uh a mo- a movie for kids to watch. Like, oh yeah, dark dark as hell, scary as hell. Remember that old <laughs> blind uh uh owl? I still have nightmares about that. Oh yeah, I don't. That was a creepy. I don't quite scene. remember that. Oh. Oh. oh uh, that, uh, what what about uh? Lincoln Bass. Oh, no, it was brought back. Um, no, Don no, Bluth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Bluth. Yeah. Okay. Don Bluth. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Mouse and the Motorcycle? Love that book. That was one. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. <sighs> okay, okay. Uh, the follow up to that. Okay. All right. I'm thinking uh, offhand. This just popped in my mind. There is a really again. This is a dark ass cartoon for kids to watch. It was about two wind up mice that like it was a father and a son. And Dad, God, I cannot think of the name of that. But, uh, it, yeah, it's dark hmm. as hell. But, uh, I mean, those were, like, you know, mice that came to life. But, you know. So, I think what we're coming down to is that there's a really deep uh, field of things that if somebody wanted to run this, that they could, like, draw inspiration from. Um, all kinds of things. So I'm thinking Watership Down. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a deep field of anthropomorphic rodents. Uh, can, uh, the mouse, the mouse and his child, <laughs> uh, uh, dark as hell thing. It was from '77, and uh, it looks like a Rankin Bass production. But nope, sorry, okay. uh, something else. Anyway, you'll see this in the uh, show notes. And again, like I said, we're try- we're we're laser focused, but we're laser focused on talking about mice, so it's okay. This this <laughs> is fine. This is what we do. It's this- still a laser show. Yeah. 
it's 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 how we laser. do things. Laser, yeah. This is um yeah the Chance of Gaming Laser Show that which is great. <laughs> okay, apparently this whole uh thing, this whole sh- uh shebang, Mouse Ritter started as a port of Into the Odd. Are you guys familiar with that at all? I am not. No. I know recently there has been, um, I mean, it's one of those like OSR adjacent uh, RPGs that kind of start out as a zine-ish and then kind of blew up from there. I know there was a Kickstarter that uh, just redid uh, it and remastered it, sorry, and it is now published by uh, Free League, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I, I'm sad to say I don't know much about it uh, whatsoever, but I think I actually own a copy. Maybe we can get into that at, at some point. But I think the key point from that is it, you start out with just three attributes. And, okay, if you were going to boil a role-playing game down to just three attributes, what would they be? Um, mental. I did that once. You did okay. How, what did you What did you oh. do, Shannon? Well, hang on. Let me pull it out so I get it right. Okay. So I what... did this in Forest Outlaws, and it was three attributes: games, did... sucker, and guile. Because I was focused in on um, what made Robin Hood stories work. Okay. So well, okay. Uh, S- say you took your standard D and D OSR whatever, which your standard right. you know strength decks, will blah blah blah, you know all all this different stuff. Uh, what would you boil it down to? What well, th- that's what, what you just said? You all yeah, strength decks and will. Do you really need so you anything a, else? Well, I don't know. Do you have like uh, the, the old D and D used to have comeliness? Which was, you know, how attractive you were. <laughs> it was really called comeliness. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of charisma. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm kind of glad to see, you know, charisma's not, you know, not in there. And I look, I, oh, okay, I yeah. I've always played a thief, so dexterity is always like the biggest thing for me. All right. Is uh, all right. If you're a wizard, do you rely more on is it intelligence or uh, wisdom? Right. Magic users are intelligence, and clerics classically are wisdom. Okay. Well, Mouse Ritter relies on three attributes of strength, dexterity, and willpower. And what you need to do to pass a test in that it is a roll under. Uh-huh. So, and Mouse Ritter uses a D4, 6, 8, 10, 12, and 20. So, you know, no crazy stuff in there, and it's all even dice. So, you know, there you go. So it's it's three dice six, but then you drop the, the lowest. So yeah. you end up with a two dice six stat. Right. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to actually, like, create a character, yeah, it's, uh, it's 3d6, uh, drop the lowest, and then you can... Um, you can swap out, is it one? Like, okay, when you roll for your three different attributes, you can move, I believe it's one? Yeah, well, you can swap two around. Oh, swap two around. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I actually rolled up a character. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. we're, we're going to do that in a minute, because okay. I, I think that is yep. a very important, you know, thing to do, you know, in these, is actually do a you know, roll up a character and see how it is live and just how it, how, you know, how you go. Okay. Now, one thing I, I like, I don't know if this makes Mouse Ritter unique. I, I'm not that familiar with, you know, a billion different role-playing games, but I love the fact that it, there is a physical role-play, uh, uh, inventory system. Like your inventory Mm -hmm. is laid out into a grid that is basically five by two or two by five, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So like you right. have you have your yeah. you have your main paw, you have your off paw, you have two for your body, and then you have six things in your uh bag. So So I did have some thoughts about that. This seems like the perfect sort of thing that could be three D printed. Oh yeah. Like oh sure. Like if you had had the different tokens that would kind of fill into a slot. 
Oh, like you a know, little rack? Yeah, yeah. So, was, you know, I, maybe... I thought you were going in a different direction, like little little plastic torch and little plastic... <laughs> oh, well, you could do that. It could, as long as, it, as long as it took up, you know, just one slot or, or whatever. Um, yep. Fits on the square. Uh, just looking well, at... No, go ahead. I was thinking too about our friend Mike Sheridan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If 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 we wanted to, if somebody wanted to have a three D printed a board done, they could go to alterdimension.com and have them have Mike print it for them. Roy, is there a discount code they could possibly use? I think it's COG twenty nineteen, which is becoming ever more obsolete. But you know. Whatever, we're, we're rolling with it. No, 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 no. It's when people use it, they feel nostalgic for the way things used to be. <laughs> They're like, wow, man, so. that's, back when, that's back in the day. Uh, I will well, say. Really, I am absolutely serious that the, uh, the, that the grid where you have slots, you have your, you, like you say, your main paw, your off paw, and then you have a grid of six for your inventory. Is that right? Yeah, yep. And then some of those slots will be taken up, like if you have a two-handed weapon, it takes up two slots, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, don't forget your body. You have two for your body. Now, I have okay. I have the uh, the last box set Kickstarter uh, in front of me, and looking at it okay. uh, in my hand, like uh, spear, bow, hook arm, warhammer, are all like uh, two take up main paw and off paw. But okay. uh, let's see, you can have like an improvised weapon. Uh, a light weapon, which I swear to you, and I wish I could have this in the show notes, looks like a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it is. But uh, a dagger, an axe, a sword, uh, a mace, which I find hysterical because they actually used a D20 as the actual, you know, uh, mace part. Oh, nice. Yeah, all of those are just single things. And, of course, your ammunition is uh, a single thing as well. Uh, it has a sling, which is single. Arrows are a single. And, yeah, but, yeah. it's. I mean, to me, it's really neat. And I bought a couple of things off Etsy. I may or may not put this in the show notes because uh, I actually haven't played with them yet. Uh, that uh, they just 3D print kind of uh the thing you get in the box set which is just a a pad which gives your inventory and whatnot and your portrait and all this stuff so just kind of oh, i thought okay. that was neat now looking at armor armor takes up oh, two sl- yeah our armor takes up uh two slots even even heavy or light and uh yeah so it's gonna take up like your whole thing on your body so yeah Kind of neat, but but different so, slots. I thought that was interesting. Uh, how light oh, armor, light armor is a paw, is a paw and a body slot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little shield involved. Yeah, you're right, and I kind of forgot about that because it goes left to right instead of like heavy armor goes up and down. Yeah. Because uh, for light armor, you get kind of like, you get plate, quote unquote, and kind of a button as a uh shield but yeah it's kind of well, i thought it was cute that the heavy armor helmet was made out of a thimble yeah it was cute so, yeah we want to be clear here that these are actual mice living in a human world yeah i mean so, it basically would be current this as far as i know it would be just the current world you know yeah right yeah now uh so, you could play. You could play different uh, in different settings. So if you wanted to play in a medieval setting, or versus a modern setting, you could you know easily put this into a modern setting too. That's very true. And I feel like if you go over to what is it uh, itch.io, there are literally like a billion different um, mouse reader uh, things you can do. Uh, hacks, uh, scenarios, uh, all this different stuff for it um which is kind of neat which also kind of look i swear to you um and don't steal this i had an idea to do one and it would be like i wanted to do like do you remember the littles yeah 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 okay so i wanted to do them like do it like you know grimdark like where the littles are like using that kid to like enslave like the mice you know in the area and like you and your party have to come in and like kind of have to defeat them so i don't know just what i thought 
offhand. Yeah, just to like, oh, let's take this nice, friendly uh, kids cartoon and just like grim dark it, big time. Okay, speaking of that, nothing makes me happier than Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Because if you watch it, it's fucking insane. It is a post-apocalyptic like gummy bear show. Like, uh, isn't it kind of alluded to, or do they come right out and say? Well, yeah, they they come right out and say like, okay, the gummy bears had this amazing civilization, like full of like you know uh, high speed rail and you know all this technological bullshit, and then humans came along. And basically, they were like the elves in Lord of the Rings. They went to the west or east, wherever the fuck. And there were just like, you know, six six or seven jackasses left. You know, for what... I can't remember whatever reason they're left over there. And so there's all these medieval humans running around. They're trying to find the secret of gummy berry juice and shit. But yeah, dude, I love that. Just the idea of this little anthropomorphic bears had this high you know civilization and they're like oh humans are gross let's leave and so it's all crumbling oh, and falling yeah disney show mm-hmm. it yeah. was in in the 80s yeah. and yeah Dis- okay. disney's adventures of gummy bears and okay it has one of the catchiest fu- fucking theme songs i've ever heard <laughs> anyway you'll hear it i'll link it in the show notes but anyway all right so uh <laughs> In, like in rolling up a character, which we'll get to in just a second, the backgrounds I found fascinating. Did you guys? Uh, did any of them pop out to you? Well, some of them you end up with followers. Like yes, if you're a merchant, you end up with a laborer. Yeah. Or, no, okay. Uh, you know, a porter or something. Roy, nothing is better than being an ale brewer because you're hiring. Your hireling is a drunken torchbearer. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what does that mean? Is does that mean like he's not good at holding the torch? You know, I I don't understand. You know, um, but yeah, a drunken torch. I I love the first one, uh, that you could be a test subject. Oh yeah. You know, if you roll the the lowest one and you get magic missile as a spell, and we'll go over spells because I find it fascinating as as well, and you get a lead coat, which is heavy armor. Uh, some of the other so these, ones, I, I well, like. I was just gonna say, these backgrounds are randomly determined based on your hit points and how much money you start out out with. Yes. Uh, so if you're, um, well, it's yeah, your your hit points or your hit protection. This is the damage your mouse can shrug off, but take before taking serious harm. It's not necessarily hit points because you, um, what is it? If you take enough damage. Uh, like if you're, it's your strength is your hit points, if I remember correctly. So if you, if you roll good and have like 12 for that, you have 12 hit points, but you can basically shrug off. Like if you rolled one, if you're a test subject, you have one, um, hit protection. So then you would take whatever. But, uh, also some of the other ones are the wire worker. So you, you have an electric lantern as part of it. That just kind of lets me know that, you know, we're in modern day. I'm fascinated by the bat cultist. What is that? <laughs> I, I, I mean, hey, you know, that's a good point. I did not hear any background about the bats, although they kind of it comes into, into play a few times where they talk about bats. Well, is it like a Scientology thing? Like where most people are like, no, 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 worshiping bats is is literally batshit crazy, and so we're not gonna do it. And so you're weird if you're a bat cultist, or is it normal? Like you know, everybody goes to bat church, but you're one of those that goes to like the really extreme bat church. You know, I don't know. Well, and in, so in creatures, <laughs> the bats are conspicuously not there. Oh, I just realized that. That is true. That is very true. Yeah. Um. Huh. Okay. So the the inventory also cool. I okay. Well, one thing I don't I dislike is you know it's one of those RPGs where you have to keep it with food. So you uh-huh. have to keep your rations. Oh yeah. Also the other thing to mention in inventory is like each weapon or whatever armor 
you have like three little uh, circles. And so when it gets damaged or whatever, you mark off a circle. And so if it, so, it yeah. Yeah. Well, as, after a fight, you have to, basically all of your equipment has to make a save. Yeah. Uh, and you if roll you a, fail the save, yeah, roll a d6 and a four through six is, uh, you have to mark where? Usage. So like, okay, so. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's on the chip. Yep. And then, oh, but you can also like um, pay to have them fixed. Which is, you mm -hmm. know, kind of really cool. Now, you well, I, I did want to interrupt here a little yeah. bit and say that Root, the Root RPG, has a very similar uh, way of handling equipment. So, like, things wear out. Okay. It's, you know, the same as, uh, as Mouse Ritter. Is, is, okay, is that thing actually out yet? Yes. I, yes. Okay. Cause I, I have the quick start rule. Yeah, I remember picking those up at I think um, Free RPG Day, maybe, mm -hmm. and uh, thought that was yeah, just kind of neat. But I didn't know if it was already out. Yeah. All right. So we had mentioned like magic. I I have no idea how this like tails into like uh, into the odd or whatever. But I fascinated by their uh, magic system. So mm -hmm. basically. Spells are living spirits trapped in runes carved on obsidian tablets. They're usually found in deep and dangerous places. The creation of spells is an art lost to all but the most learned wizards, and they guard their secrets carefully. So essentially, you have a thing here that takes up one space on your um, body, I assume. Yeah, I guess for like your main paw. So you would just or have on your one. Back. Yeah. But I imagine you could not... Okay, so to cast a spell, you have to hold the tablet in a paw and then read it out loud. So you can either hold, walk around holding like two or maybe have a shield and just one. I don't know. <laughs> you got to think about it. So, I, you know, this, this kind of dips... Mouse walking around with two tablets like Moses. Moses, yes. Moses the mouse. <laughs> it's like fireball... It's Fireball and Magic Missile. It's like y'all gonna learn today. So yeah. So uh, look, the coolest thing I found was like how they recharge. Like okay, so you burned up your Fireball spell, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So to recharge it, you have to take the little obsidian thing and burn it in the heart of a raging fire for three days and nights. And so you just end up getting what three uses, you know, out of it. Um, the invisibility spell, I found. Did you guys see how you recharge it? You have to go oh, a yeah. day. You have to go a day <laughs> without opening your eyes once while holding the spell. Oof. I mean, I mean that's really you know. I was just gonna say recharging some of these spells in itself is an adventure too. Yeah, it could be. It's like, yeah. all right, Roy, you've got to, you know, you're all out of spells, so what do we need to do? Like, all right, guys, first of all, I'm going to have to blind, you're going to have to blindfold me for the next uh, 24 hours and yeah. uh, just make sure I don't get killed. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, gosh, that would be like one of the terrible video game things, the escort mission, which is always terrible. Oh. Everyone hates those. <laughs> well, the uh, escorted one goes goes slower than you walk but faster than you run <laughs> yeah and everything's yeah. trying to kill him um all right so to cast the spell you have to decide the power to do it which is up to the number of uses dots so say i want to cast a fireball with a power of three so then uh i roll a number of d6 equal to the power so i'm rolling three d6 so for each one that shows four five or six it marks the usage. So the effect is the number of dice, which would be three dice, and then the uh, the sum of roll dice. So say I rolled a five on all of them. So this fireball, I'd roll three dice, and uh, it would do 15 damage. And it could do up to 24 inches. Uh, all creatures within six inches. So, yeah. So if it goes does up to fifteen damage, uh, the character that I have here has hit protection five and strength of seven. 
So it's gonna well, it's gonna kill him outright, I think. Because mm. it's gonna burn all the way through my hit protection, and then it's gonna I'm gonna take another ten off of my strength, which drops me to zero strength, which means I'm dead. Well, Roy, I didn't ask how big the room was. I said I cast fireball. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about miscasts for a minute. All right, so remember a four, five, or six, it works. However, on a six, if you roll one or more, you take six d6 damage to will for each six rolled, and then make a will save. If you fail, you take the mad condition. That kind of sucks. So you basically, I, I'm assuming as a six, when you roll a six, it Wait. works. Yes. No, I see drain here on the copy that I, I have. Mind. Yeah. What you got? Uh, not not mad, uh, drained, oh. which I don't know what that means. Well, all I know it's, is um... on my copy of the rule book, <laughs> oh. on page 12, it says when one or more sixes are rolled when casting a spell, the caster takes d6 damage to will for each six rolled, then make a will save. If fail, take the mad condition. What? Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, hold on. Let's, let's figure that out. Uh, what is the mad oh. condition? Uh, Where are the conditions? Yeah, I know, right? Like, Dad, so, gum it. Uh, page eight. Page, page eight. 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 Page over eight. Yep. Nope. They're not, there. Not for me. Eight's inventory for me. Really? Yeah, look at the lower uh, lower left. Ah, okay. Conditions. Yeah, there you Because go. conditions are an inventory item. They, they take up a slot. Oh, yeah. I got, I'm sorry. I have it right here in my uh, fancy... Thing, and it says mad uh, disadvantage on will saves. Uh, it's clear after a full rest. So well, that's not too bad. I gotta look at my condition sheet here. Let's see condition sheets, PDF, condition cards. I've got uh, exhausted, frightened, hungry, injured, drained, and then blank for creating your own conditions. So they must oh. have decided mad was not the word they wanted to use. Yeah, so, so they just changed the, the keyword? Well, I Looks mean, like it could be. Serious I'll, condition. Yeah. Let's see. After, or drains after, or it uh, clears, excuse me. Disadvantage on will saves and clears after a full rest. Hmm. Okay. So it is the same? Just different name. I love how, oh, okay. I love how hungry clears after a meal. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it shouldn't be hungry. Yeah, these conditions it, change pretty quick. It it should not be hungry. It should be hangry. <laughs> you know, where you say things well, you don't mean because you were hungry. Y'all, all you need is a little black pen and close off that you. Yeah, uh, that's that's what'll be in my games. That's what it's gonna be. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, another thing you can do in this uh, fantastic game is uh, hirelings. And, you know, like we mentioned, uh, you can, you know, some, sometimes you roll up a character that comes with one. Like, I really want to, I want a drunken torchbearer. I really do. I feel like he should be played by somebody else at the table, though. Uh, <laughs> I like that idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Like why, why not? NPC is being played by other people at the table. Yeah, it's like, Roy, come here. No. I'm drunk. Leave me alone. <laughs> but the torch is gonna burn you. Torch. All right. And and really, you know, just speaking about role playing in general, I like the idea of the GM. If they have an NPC that doesn't really matter, like you know, it's the drunkard or whatever, that he just looks at somebody else at the table and like, you take care of this. You, I want you to be this person. Or even if it's, if the NPC has some motivations, the GM can hand them. A sheet that says, you know, this is what they want to do or whatever. Okay. Right. To kind of offload the uh, the the creative burden of the GM onto some of the players. Uh, now, I, I think, like, what the... I mean, this is just my ignorance trying to come up with it. Uh, the, the hireling thing is, is to kind of shortcut things. Like, okay, so we as a party need to get from point A to point B, but we need to dig a tunnel to do it. So we're going to have to hire a tunnel digger. So it gives you a chance to roll it up. We pay for it. And it just, you know, the guy does it. Now, uh -huh. 
one thing I found fascinating in this is the idea of war bands. And th- man, this really like ticked my miniature gaming uh, box here big time. Is uh, since you know your mouse is a little bitty guy, and you may be fighting a cat, or I love how it mentions a boar. So Jesus, I can't imagine like what yeah. it is. So you can actually <laughs> hire a war band of uh, 20 or more fighting mice. And it gives you, like, how to, like, roll out the battles. So it's, like, I mean, kind of like an epic, like, thing. Like, you know, we're fighting the battle of the sprite can or the, you know, the burned-out stump or whatever. I mean, I really dig that, like, how it could lead to this kind of epicness of it. Because it lets you, like, just roll Mm -hmm. out for your band and then you'll roll out for, like, you know, yourself. And your party and how you do. So, eh, I just kind of like that, you know. Because, I mean, how, yeah. how else what, are you going to fight, like, a cat or an owl or whatever? Right. And um, mathematically, for advancement, it's almost impossible without sort of bootstrapping yourself into a warband situation. To take down a cat? Well, to take down a cat or to do to do anything advancement is based on the idea of returning treasure back to the community oh yeah you know you need a thousand points to level up to you know off of level one to level two and then to go from two to three you need an additional two thousand points and it just continuously scales up from there every level needs more xp and the way you get xp is by returning to your community and dispersing treasure and how are you going to do that as a lone mouse? You're not. All right. So, so, I, yeah, I would, so I, the, the, the rules are designed to encourage you into that warband direction. I, I was going to say, um, here's another idea for a mouse reader uh, thing, and it probably already is. But think like mouse reader, like World War One, like where you just get drafted. And, you know, you just go off and, you know, it's you're you're now in a trench and you have to charge forth with, you know, hundreds of other mice and try to make the thing. Yeah. I mean, that could be a thing like where you just there's like a whole thing right. where it's just you're part of a war band to try to survive. Hey, and what whatnot. was. Yeah. What was that? Um, that that miniature line. Um with the various anthropomorphic animals. Eh. Uh, I don't know. Never mind. No, no, no. no, no, no. It does. I mean, okay. Mouse minis. There are a bunch. Um, dang. There have been a bunch, and still, I mean, Mice and Mystics has some fantastic ones, but uh, I remember they weren't the right scale for that particular system, and I can't think of what it was, hmm. but anyway, I'll try to remember Although, again. Post this game is not really geared toward tactical movement. No, 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 no. I mean, this is this is at its heart. It's an RPG. It's. I mean, if you want to yeah, feel miniatures and stuff, game. yeah. Um, I okay. I do like the uh, creature, the creatures and language in it. Like, all right. So, if you're another mouse, I can communicate with you. If you're another rodent, yeah, could be a little difficult. Another mammal, eh, I gotta try. You know, otherwise, I can't mm-hmm. communicate. I cannot talk to a snake. I don't have what is the uh, Harry Potter thing, parcel tongue, or parcel yeah. tongue, or whatever the fuck. You know, I don't speak cat or centipede or crow. You know, whatever. Although I do, it is interesting. They have fairy in here. That's a thing, and uh, they have ghosts. Look, I dang, I want to play some some shit that has ghost mice. That just sounds awesome. Or spiders, <laughs> you know. The want for the spider, it wants to feed its babies. It wants to feed you to its babies, Roy. Oof. <laughs> uh, so, are we into talking about creatures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just talking or, about them. Yeah. Or do we, well, we want to back up a little bit, maybe. No, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, either or. That's fine. You know how we well, do. So, we're, we're kind of <laughs> in the game master section now. So, maybe we want to, we'll get to it. Because I had some questions about the creatures, but we'll 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 talk about it when we get there. Well, I mean, yeah, we're I mean we're basically talking about them. You know, it's uh, I was just in there. I'm over here on page 22 and uh, looking at language and you know stuff like that. Oh I, yeah. 
So some of these creatures have a... Um, okay, so let's go back to, to attacking. If you... Uh, first of all, every attack hits. Um, there's, so there's no roll to hit. It just You do your damage. Oh, and really? that comes off of... Yeah. And that comes off of your hit protection. And then once your hit, hit protection is gone, it comes off of your strength. Which... This kind of is a little bit reminiscent of me to Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, where you have hit points and then you start making saves against your toughness. Um, but so if you fail your save, then you start taking critical damage, which there's not a crit table in here anywhere, is there? Hmm. We should probably know that answer, shouldn't we? No. Oh, okay. No, there's well, not. Anyway. I, yes. Shannon says no, people. So, for if you don't okay. agree with that, his email address is Shannon at okay. So I told you that, <laughs> so I can tell you this. Find me on Twitter. Give me a agree. Um, <laughs> so if a creature takes critical damage, some of them have a special attack or a special thing that happens. So like the uh, what the the snake or sorry the centipede, if a if the centipede does critical damage to you. Uh, the venom takes effect. Oh shit! It's D12 um, to strength. Yes. That's... But so now I'm looking. The one thing that kind of threw me was the frog. If the frog deals critical damage, it leaps out of reach. So I don't quite understand that because every other creature is an offensive effect with the critical critical damage. With the frog, is a defensive thing. Uh, okay, also that bastard always goes first, unless surprised. Oh, the frog? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't... Okay, kids, you cannot trust the frogs. Watch out. Why don't... The frog seems like a like a creature that you want to, you know, be friends with. Have you met a bullfrog? <laughs> wow. One, one of those <laughs> ate my cat, Roy. It's a huge thing. A, a bullfrog ate your cat? No. I've eaten a bullfrog. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one, one thing well, I I, lo I love the uh, they give you examples of like weird things. And one of the snakes is a wood snake that was carved of, carved of a carved stick of wood that came to life. And uh, I, okay, the other thing is is I love that necromancy is in this game because there is a bone snake which is snake skeleton. All right, Roy, what if the snake eats me? What if the bone snake eats me? Do I just walk out? <laughs> You're Okay, so all right. Um, the G, if, the, if I'm the GM, the bone snake, yes, and you're imprisoned, so you're not suffocated, but you're like in jail. You're you're entrapped. And there. You should, you should tame a bone snake so you can ride it around. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's also a drake, oh, awesome. which has wings yeah, and shoots flame. Uh, oh. There's so many like little cool things in there, I and I love this book. You know, just so many like really neat things. A lot of the creatures are actually human. You can have a human that has been trapped in owl or frog, whatever form. Um, there's like water rats, which are export ri expert river navigators, or you know, uh, packs of spiders. You know, all this kind of cool stuff. I love that little extra thing to it. Oh, lab rat, bizarre looks, innate magical abilities. Oh yeah, they're the the ones that have been experimented on. They usually they come with lead heavy armor, and they can cast magic missile. G gentle rats with top hats and rumpled suits. Oh yeah, there's oh yeah, there's like a fancy uh, fancy mouse or something where his uh, I think his equipment is like perfume or something. Maybe that mean, maybe that means you can't like you know smell me. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the pauper nobleman. Yes, he has a felt hat and perfume because the felt hat is apparently important. But uh, there's a lot of this that kind of reminds me of um, Dungeon Crawl Classics because you can be like a, uh, a sewer guide or prison guard, you know, that kind of thing. Or tin miner, fucking bat cultist. Man, I really want to roleplay that because you get, you know, where, where I just talk about like, hey guys, have you heard the word of the bat? 
bat loves you. You know, just kind of neat. Uh, I mean, well, this... you know, bats are like flying mice. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, that is the joke. Is uh, when rats see bats, they think they're angels. You know, I've I've seen that meme. <laughs> so yeah, I could see that. Uh-huh. So, okay, the rule book I have, which came off the last uh, Kickstarter, is 45 pages. And it's hardback. It comes in a box set. And, yeah, it's just really, really nice. It's stocked pretty good. You know, I guess that would be a important thing to see how much it costs now. Uh, I'm thinking, like, uh, from Exalt- Exalted Funeral. Uh, well, okay. So you can get it on um, Drive Through RPG. Uh, it's from Losing Games. You can get a PDF for eight bucks. And Let's see, I'm gonna look at Noble Knight Games. Ah, uh-huh. I see it on uh, Exalted Funeral for uh, it's sold out, but it's twenty two bucks. And it this says downloads uh, name your own price. And I okay, the actual box set. Which is not the box that I have, or is it? No, it is not. It is fifty-five dollars, and um, I guess we should mention like who actually wrote this. It's been uh, written by Isaac Williams. I'm not sure what else he's done. You know, again, don't know. Sorry, they should have sent a poet. Uh, I do have Mouse Rider: The Estate Adventure Collection, which I want to run my local group through because it's like a whole um i think it's four or six different adventures like as a campaign you can do oh we should actually kind of like one of the cool things about like mouse ritter is there is an online mouse like role thing where you can just do it yourself it's at mouseritter.com slash mouse and we'll have this linked in the show notes so I just wanted us to like roll up uh, uh, a mice or two and just see what they uh, are. I'm gonna. Uh, I rolled. A, you rolled what? I rolled up a couple with a with a phone based die roller, and I thought I love this die roller because I got some very high scores. Well, so uh, uh, if we're talking about dice rollers, I wanted to kind of shout out uh, rolled. R-O-L-L-D, which is, uh, they kind of talked us up on Twitch a little, or on uh, Twitter a little bit. Um, so that's the one that I have on my phone, it's called Rolled, R-O-L-L-D. Um, both of mine are called Dice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my goodness, one is a, is a sort of a teal D20 and the other is a gray on black D20. Um, and it's the the teal one that's just like, oh, so nice to you. <laughs> Seriously, I rolled up one character that came out 12, 9, and 11. Oh, and wow. That came out 11, 9, and 11. And uh, 5 HP and 6 HP on these are just, holy cow, what's wrong with you, dice roller? You're supposed to make me sad. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, so I rolled a 5. All right. So anyway, we're looking now at the the webpage, right? Yeah, yeah. Go to mouseritter.com slash mouse. All right. All right. So the, the one I ended up with, his name is Gil Pip. He is a test subject. Uh, his strength is two, dex three, willpower seven. <laughs> and his HP is one. And because he's his test subject, he's got magic missile and a lead coat. So they, And also he has a fish hook, goggles, and torches. Let's see. I got Hazel Witter, a Fisher Mouse, with uh, scores strength seven, dex three, will eight. Uh, this is a. And what was the gear? Needle. And net. And tent, which takes up two slots. Torches, rations, and I get to choose a weapon. Oh, wow. I have uh, Marigold Grant, a message runner, with strength 7, dex 10, and will 12. Wow. Uh, which I was happy with. I did not swap anything around. Uh, hit protection of 5, 
and I have a bedroll and a sealed document, which I have a question. So, like, uh, DCC has the, um, this is my previous profession, and I'm kind of giving up, and I'm, I'm moving on with my life into an adventurer. So if I have a sealed document, am I supposed to deliver that to somebody? Or did I just say, hey, I'm not going to deliver this, and now I have somebody's you know, tax returns with a <laughs> wax seal on it? You just keep it. Yeah. You're just like, ah, look, okay. there was 20 bucks in here. Awesome. <laughs> and I have a bedroll. So uh, a sealed document, torches, rations, and a sling. Is a bedroll a one or two slot? Option. Oh, I don't know. I do not have the uh, the 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 equipment chip. Oh, oh, this is a, a hand rolled character that you did. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Maybe I can tell so you. So there, there's a di- there's a, a character generator available. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're on the website. Yeah, yeah. Mouserunner dot com slash mouse. Oh, okay. Let me go to there then. I've, I misunderstood. I just I was telling you about the one that I already had. That sounds like a good one. Um, Answer.com? Yeah. Slash. Okay. Nope. All right. So clicking roll again until I get something with a bed roll. It's one. It's, it takes up one space. Okay. So it's not a very big bed roll, I guess, because we're mice or whatever. Make a mouse. All right. Well, a tent takes oh. two, so I guess a bed roll taking one <laughs> makes sense. Jack Butterball is a beetle herd. Nice. Like it. Jack Butterball. (laughs) 10, 5, and 2. HP of 2 with a loyal beetle and a weapon of my choice. A loyal beetle. Weapon of choice. That's a really great video. It is. Yes. So the the loyal beetle, is this kind of like a I'm imagining like a like a, a Saint Bernard, but a beetle. Yeah, I wonder if it, <laughs> if it's like an attack like beetle. I don't know, like if it's one oh, of those like big horned things, you know? Oh yeah, like right. a stag, right a stag beetle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think of. <laughs> I think there are a lot of um, openings left in this book for tables to decide what it means mm-hmm. like what what is a what is a loyal beetle what what sort like, of beetle is that yeah what is you know, do we do something with our sealed uh paperwork um do we run an entire campaign trying to understand our our bat cultists mm-hmm. um or, or is it just flavor that we don't really ever ever touch? Well, so it kind of provides a um, something for the GM to kind of latch onto and and weave a story out of. Yeah, and and for the uh, and for the players, you know, you've got mm-hmm. conceivably uh, two or you know or three players who all roll the same background. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they all did the same thing or know each other, or if they do know each other, like each other. Mm-hmm. Which we haven't even talked about the uh, uh, the awesome hex crawl toolbox. That's true. Which we'll get to eventually. I well, I was going to say before that was um, they talk about in here like if your character dies quickly, roll up another one and get it back into the action because all that matters is like having fun and playing it. You know, instead right. of like, you know, trying to figure out, well, how do I write Roy's new character in? I just don't understand. He shows up. You walk around yeah. a corner. Here's this new guy. He looks exactly like the old guy, but here he is. <laughs> it looks like a mouse. Now, you're right. This does have a hex crawl in here, which I love these things. Uh, I've actually bought a couple of sandbox hex crawls to possibly use in the future. I love how they work. And like in this one, it's like you essentially start like like with a five by five map of one mile hexes. You can put a settlement in there and you can cre- you can optionally create 
factions, uh, detailed adventure sites, all the stuff, uh, see rumors, and just have, you know, your your guys just run around. What are you doing? Why are you there? You know, well, I'm chasing down a rumor. Yeah. It's just really neat. I I mean, I just love hexes, period, because I'm a long-time Battletech player, but, you know, I... <laughs> I love how they, you know, the RPG community has just embraced it. Like, okay, we're just going to move around here, and that's what this here. Some of the ones I bought... Yeah, there, there are table after table after table of generating, like... So the tavern that you have, have randomly determined, uh, what's, their, what's their food of choice? So the baked apple at the, at the, at the Crooked Worm Inn. It's all there's plenty of tables that you can uh, just randomly generate all this stuff. Right. Just just these quick rolls. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You can have a cat lord. I was initially a little bit dismissive of that, but of the of the of the tables? Well, no, of the when I started getting into the hex crawl, I'm like, well this I did not realize it was such a large uh, section of the book, and then as oh, I got more into sure. it, I'm like, man, this is super involved, um, and it seems like a useful, uh, you know, tool for the for the GM. Now, uh, also, they also include like their own little hex map in here, the Earldom of Eck, which is fully like you know stocked, and you know what else, and where you can go to various spots and whatnot. It's already populated. So it's just as, as an example, hex crawl, but yeah, it's really cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So in playing this game, like anytime, okay. So it is what is strength, dexterity and willpower. So anything like I come to like, okay, I want to open this door. Well, I'm going to try to force it. So it would be a strength test. So I guess if I want to pick the lock, it would be, we'll take a dexterity. So uh, willpower is strictly for spells? Is that right? Well, example of play, page 18. Let's see, power. Oh. Well, I could see okay. that for like, if there was a spell of, you know, like a turn really, spell? Um, I mean, the casting a spell is just a die roll. It doesn't, uh, you count it, it's a, it's a die pool and you're looking for successes on four, five, and six. And that, uh, that affects how effective that particular cast is. Um, Will is for miscast, for surviving a miscast. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, to answer your question, yeah, it is. Will is for magic, but it's for uh, just a sliver of it. Okay. Just, I just suppose that's also for um, you would roll, so like an NPC would roll Will if you were like trying to uh, persuade them to, you know, do your bidding or whatever. Yeah, okay. I could see that. Um, possibly, possibly. Uh, back on page 10, in the how to play sort of generic guidance, there's a best practices bullet list. Ask a lot of questions, make notes, draw maps, work together, devise schemes, recruit allies. Dice are dangerous. Clever plans don't need to roll. Play to win, delight in losing, fight dirty, run, die, roll a new mouse. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess it's up to the GM about calling for uh, calling for saves. There's luck rolls. This is on page twenty. Uh, strength saves to avoid harm through physical power and endurance. Dex saves to avoid harm through quick reaction speed and agility. Will saves to avoid harm through strength of will and force of personality. Um, so your your attributes are largely defensive. Um, under the the GM guidance here, rather than yeah. um, trying to overcome and like like uh, like you pointed out, Roy earlier in combat, attacks always hit. Now the question is, how hard do they hit? 
And um, like um, like Adam pointed out early on when we were looking at weapons, it goes right up to D20. <laughs> Fireballs yeah. can do can do 15 um, reasonably often. Um, and then, you know, you're back to roll a new mouse. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also uh, this idea that, you know, combat isn't what this is about. Like if you get if you get yourself into a combat situation, you'd better have a really good plan or you've made a terrible, terrible mistake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and it's, you know, the, the character creation is so brief and easy. There's, you're not right. really overwhelmed with uh, choices that, like, making a new mouse is, is well, as is, is easy as clicking the button, actually. Yeah, and if, you're, and if you're doing it at the table with dice after probably about halfway through your first session, you've done it a half a dozen times and you've got it memorized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, I mean, it, it seems and really mouse, easy. Mice live brief lives anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah. Well, what have they got, like, Roy, like, got, like, six years or something like that, and just, yeah. That's, oh, I that's, don't know. That's all they got. If they're wealthy. Yes. <laughs> Poor mice, two years. That's all you got. <laughs> so they're all like, ah, eh, it's better to burn out than to fade away. So, yeah. Hands Christian Anderson and the little match mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could sell these, or I could be warm. I guess I'll freeze to death. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I guess uh, the other stuff is uh, there's an adventure site toolbox, and it does include Stumpsville, which is a an example it adventure site. You know, you get in there. There's a cheese factory, which is nice. Is that kind? Of, is that kind of like a cheesecake factory? No. Uh, sour smell of off milk. The cheesecake factory I was in was really pretty pleasant. Oh, there's a snake. It was cage dark there. Snake cage. Mm. Oh, you know, I went to a snake cage once at a at a sideshow. You know what? I was on vacation last week in Arizona, and I held a boa constrictor. When I think Arizona, <laughs> I don't think boa constrictors, back? but yeah. Uh, um, do you know that song? Do I know it's what? A, that song? It's a children's song? No. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I do, oh. I do. Please put that in the show notes, and I'll post it. I have never heard that one. Oh, I will. I will get that out for you. It gave good hugs. That's a lot of. I bet it did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so I'm looking at yeah. um, at the at what the Mouse Reader, the Estate Adventure Collection. So it's a box set. Is that what you have? Yes, I have that one. Okay. So it is presently sold out to be had for 50 euros. But you can get the rule book for 20 euros. Yeah, so I think the PDF, about... again, is like uh, eight bucks or something like that, you know, as as well. Okay. If, if you want that, you know, I don't know. It but just they depends. will be, yeah, but if you're at that, uh, if you're at the Mouse Reader site, right? Um, yeah. It will direct you to the digital edition that itch. Aha, okay. Which is nice. Yeah, which is, yeah I, I, pick, I think I picked this up in a bundle in 2020. I was surprised to see it was in my library when we were talking about this. Um, I'm pleased. Hmm. <laughs> nice. All right, well... Uh, like I said, this is uh, our first, you know, experiment where we actually just kind of drilled down into a, you know, rule book. Admittedly, it wasn't a big rule book, but we talked about it, its influences, what it is, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I hope you found that interesting. I, you know, I'd like to see what you, you know, you guys have to say: good, bad, ugly. And uh, yeah, we'll. I'll kind of take that in. And kind of choose what to do and uh, whatnot going forward. So, uh, yeah, that's what we had to say this go around. We hope you come back and, uh, yeah, there you go. So, I guess it would be good night at this point. All right. I like to, I right. like taking the time to really dig into uh, a set, a rule set. So. Yeah, me too. I feel like useful. Like, you know, maybe a useful idiot, but still useful, you know. 
as maybe somebody <laughs> can get this going. Fuck yeah. I have always wanted to play fucking mice and kill cats. That's what I want to do. I want to gather up like 50 of my, uh, get a war band of 50, you know, dudes and take out a cat. Maybe that's what they want. I don't know. But yeah, there you go. So. Kicking uh-huh. ass and taking names. Uh-huh. Well, like Marigold. <laughs> Butterball. Like Miss Frisbee yeah. would want. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, good night, folks. Good night. Good night, everybody. Be nice to see Oh, cut off.